Hello everyone, I'm going to get into the last remaining parts of my views on religion. And this is the best way for me to do it. I am a humanist Unitarian Universalist. Many humanists find a home in Unitarian Universalism. That's me. Some identify as atheist or agnostic. I identify as agnostic. Rejecting supernatural frameworks for creating meaning or morality. I am open to supernaturalism being possible. Some put their faith in the force of love of the spirit of life. I put my faith in the force of love and I put my faith in the spirit of life. Some find the sacred existing in the material world. At times that is true for me. With reverence for the intricate web of interdependence and interrelationship that defines life on earth. That applies to me. All share a commitment to, to learn and grow in a spiritually diverse community. That's true for me. Members of our Unitarian Universalist UU Humanist Association wrote, we are religious in quotations in that we share with most Unitarian Universalists the natural human desires for a beloved and accepting community. Me. A purpose greater than ourselves. Me. And I say me meaning agreed. Rituals and practices that resonate with our common humanity and shared mortality, me, and opportunities to work with other tough-minded, warm-hearted people to do good in the world, me, and to help one another attain the greatest possible fulfillment in life, me. Since the early 20th century, humanism has been an influential part of our continually evolving religious tradition. Unitarians Universalists have always trusted in reason and affirmed the findings of science. All the above me. We take the intellect seriously. Yes, I do. We know deeply that each person is on a search for truth and meaning in life. That is one of the truths of my life. Two of the six primary sources of inspiration and wisdom Unitarian Universalism are words and deeds of prophetic people, prophetic people, which challenge us to confront powers and structures of evil with justice, compassion, and the transforming power of love. I value those things. And humanist teachings, which counsel us to heed the guidance of reason and the results of science and warn us against idolatries of the mind and spirit. That also explains more of my values. I value all those values. As a non-dogmatic faith, Unitarian Universalism honors the differing paths we, tr- we each travel. Me. We celebrate, support, and challenge one another as we continue on these journeys. Agreed. Me. Atheist and agnostic Unitarian Universalists. Our universe from the smallest particles to the galaxies beyond our galaxy 
fills us with profound wonder. Why life exists and for what purpose, humans have struggled to answer that question for millennia. In a day and age when so much is revealed to us by science, God, in quotations, but a capital G, may or may not be a part of our worldview. I am receptive to the supernatural God being real, possibly. People with atheist and agnostic beliefs find a supportive community in our congregations. I am thankful for that. We are pro-science, pro-reason, and pro-evolution. Personally, I am pro-science, I am pro-reason, and I am pro-evolution. We know there is no one right answer in quotations when it comes to belief. I agree with that. And we don't let that stop us from taking action for a better world. I agree with that. We build a community that welcomes us in our wholeness, cherishes cherishes, <laughs> cherishes our doubts, and invites our ongoing search for truth. I agree with all the above. I agree with those things. Since the early 20th century, humanism has been an influential part of our continually evolving religious tradition. Many Unitarian Universalists who are atheist or agnostic also identify as humanists. Agree with every word written. Reverend Dr. William F. Schultz, human rights activist and presidency of the Unitarian Universalist UU Service Committee, writes of our humanistic beliefs. We believe that human beings are responsible for the future, that history is in our hands, not those of an angry God or inexorable fate. We believe that life's blessings are available to everyone, not just those who can recite a certain catechism. And we believe that those blessings are made manifest to us, not just in the miraculous in quotations or extraordinary, but in the simple pleasures of the everyday. Now, I'm open to supernatural miracles being possibly real. And it's possible that God can be responsible for the future. It's possible. I don't know. Um, Unitarian Universalism honors the deferring paths we each travel. Our congregations are places where we celebrate, support, and challenge one another as we continue on these journeys. So I am a humanist Unitarian Universalist, and I am an agnostic Unitarian Universalist. So humanism as a belief system, pluralism.com, Harvard University. Enlightenment principles and liberal religious movements shaped the humanist worldview, which prioritizes reason. I prioritize reason. Scientific critique. I prioritize scientific critique. Uh, civil freedoms. I prioritize civil freedoms. Compassion. I prioritize compassion and pragmatic ethics. I prioritize pragmatic ethics. These non-religious guiding values form the center of a belief system that rejects the supernatural. I am open to the supernatural and evidence for the supernatural. I am personally.
reaffirms universal human dignity. I believe I value reaffirming universal human dignity and places trust is in places trust in the ability of cooperative human effort to create a better future. That's my value as well. Humanism is a progressive philosophy of life that without supernaturalism, and again, I am open to prevailing evidence of supernaturalism changing my ways of living, personally. Affirms our ability and responsibility to lead ethical lives of personal fulfillment that aspire to the greater good of humanity. Humanist Manifesto 3, 2003. My name is Antonio Myers, and I approve that message. The divine in various forms has played a central role in many cultures throughout human history. Human cultures across time have wondered how to def- how to find the divine, how to know the di- how to know the divine, and how to please the divine. Let me say that again. Human cultures across time have wondered how to find the divine, how to know the divine, and how to please the divine. Humanists reject this focus. Me, I'm different. I, every day I wonder how to find the divine. Every day I think about how to know the divine and everything I think, and every day I think about how to please the divine. I think of those things every day because I'm an agnostic theist. I'm a secular Jesus follower. So that's why. Placing human beings firmly in the center of their worldview, humanist acts, how in this one life we have might we make the most of our time here for ourselves and for others? I, I, I ask that question every day of myself and others. And whatever the divine may or may not be, I don't know. For humanists, human concerns come first. They trump tradition, dogma, or creed. Humanists seek to discover what best promotes human flourishing while leaving behind those beliefs and practices that would prevent humanity from achieving its full potential. This drive to improve human life can be expressed in three core values, reason, compassion, and hope. Humanists value reason. By the way, every word I'm reading, I'm agreeing. So I just want to say that in advance so I can just read more smoothly. Um, This drive to improve human life can be expressed in three core values. Reason, compassion, and hope. I value reason, compassion, and hope. Humanists value reason or the use of the intellect. Yes, the use of the intellect is good. And practice like the sciences and philosophy Yes, I'm for sciences and philosophy as the best way to generate accurate knowledge about the world we inhabit. That's true. They reject supernatural explanations for a phenomenon. I say this for the last time because I don't want to be a, a an annoying broken record. When I say please the divine or supernatural, that means that there may be evidence in my lifetime that may alter my life, alter my perspectives and I always leave that possibility open um, I I value 
the enhancement and the updating of my life views and my world views and my views on each and every subject and issue. I am evolving on all of the above each and every day. And so that's why. So they reject supernatural explanations for a phenomenon. They are driven by compassion. Yes, I'm driven by compassion or the idea that all people, regardless of nationality, ethnicity, race, creed, sexual identity, or other characteristic, are fundamentally of equal moral worth. I agree. Humanists also look to the future and hope, believing that human beings, if working together, can build a better world. Uh, those are my values. Many tributaries flow into the mainstream of humanist thought. But two are particularly significant. Much of modern humanism is inspired by the principles that emanated the Enlightenment, a commitment to reason as a mechanism to change society and a commitment to science as the best way of learning about the world. The journal Salons, Debating Societies and Learned Academies of the Enlightenment paved the way for the marketplace of ideas, a concept that that characterizes modern culture that humanists embrace wholeheartedly. The staunch rationalism that pervades humanism today is inspired by the spirit of these times. Humanists believe that people should be free to think and discuss any thought regardless of the sacred truths that may be questioned by doing so. I strongly agree with all the above. The second major contributing influence comes from liberal religious movements, including liberal Christian and Jewish movements, transcendentalism, Unitarian Universalism. Over time, such movements have tended to significantly de-emphasize the role of God in the supernatural, moving closer to a position of outright humanism. In fact, many of the signatories of the first humanist manifesto were religious liberals who found that their questioning of God's role in the cosmos led them to humanism. Humanistic and Italian universalist congregations continue to this day. It is largely from these religious traditions that the humanist concern for the worth and dignity of, of all people is derived. Um... I, the only part, I I agree with everything else. This one part, I don't de-emphasize the role of God in the supernatural because all I can say is that is an unfilled blank and a question mark in my life. But overall, all the above, I strongly agree. It is large from these religious traditions that the humanist concern for the worth and dignity of all people is derived. I just like that sentence, so I read it again. Sometimes I do that for good emphasis, but yes. Like any ethical tradition, the full range of values and ideals central to humanism is difficult to capture in a short statement. The task is made even more challenging in the case of humanism because humanism is non-dogmatic by design. There are no required creeds in which humanists must believe. No holy book of humanism that lays out what humanists should or should not do. This is appropriate for a tradition which has no single founder, admits no ultimate authority, and believes that ethics is an ever-changing field of human practice which must, which must alter to fit the context and the times. Now, I have said this before and I will keep saying it whenever I talk about religion. I value the civil rights, the political rights, the human rights, the economic rights, the cultural rights and social rights of people of all religions, all faiths, and all spiritualities. 
So I respect people using holy books to live morally successful lives. And I respect uh, creeds that help people be morally excellent. And when I say dogma, it has nothing to do with targeting anybody. It has everything to do with another word of saying doctrine. That's that's how I mean it. Um, the closest humanists come to creedal documents is a set of humanist manifestos which seek to record a consensus view of what humanists believe at a particular time with the understanding that the answers given may need to be revised when circumstances change. Three such manifestos have so far been written, each altering the last to respond to changed circumstances and new ideas, all evidence that humanism does not stand still. 100% agreement on my end. Humanism has a complex relationship with traditional religions. Humanism is not inherently anti-religious. I'm not anti-religious. I'm not inherently anti-religious. I'm not. In the sense that it asserts all aspects of religious practice are by nature harmful and humane. No, not all aspects of religious practice are by nature harmful and inhumane. Not all aspects of religious practice are harmful and inhumane. At the same time, humanism is not inherently pro-religion since it does not claim all elements of religious practice are positive and valuable either. I strongly agree with that. Rather, humanists seek to eliminate aspects of religious practice found to be inhumane and dehumanizing. Agreed. While reconstituting those that affirm and promote human flourishing. Agreed. The willingness of humanists to critique that which religious traditions consider sacred often puts humanists at odds with religious communities that, in humanists' view, may continue certain practices for no good reason. Now, I am the kind of person that I get, I welcome faith-based, religious, and spirituality-based people in my life, so I don't have any odds with a person's pious persuasion. However, I do have odds with anybody who chooses not to grow and develop faith-based and secular. If you choose not to grow and develop as a person, I'm I'm at odds with you, whether you're faith-based or secular. Okay, let me keep going. While humanists condemn dogma and irrationalism now, when I, when I say irrationalism, I'm going to tell you how it means for me. Irrationalism for me has nothing to do with a person's piety. It has everything to do with a person's inhumanity to humankind and other creation kind. That's what irrationalism is to me. Dogma, again, that's another way of saying doctrine, just beliefs. Just tenets, precepts, statutes, the whole nine yards of those things. They do not indiscriminately condemn all expressions of religious culture. I love that. I do not indiscriminately condemn all expressions of religious culture. I don't, personally. Since humanists see religions and religious practice as human created, yes, they man-made them. Man-made them, yes. Um, Even though man believe that they're divinely inspired by God, 
man took the time to make what we have. You know, I respect that they believe that um, God formulated it for them. I have to respect that because they're human beings and um, I'm a human rights person. That's what I'm saying when I'm saying. They seek to ensure that those religions that do exist do so to serve human ends rather than dictate them. Well, yes, I think that ultimate expression of religion is helping people with hope and suffering. Now, don't get me wrong. Secular people, we value that, too. You got to have something to help you have peace in the midst of suffering. Um, but I respect when I'm, I'm referring to mature believers and people who don't stay milk forever. They're trying their best to be meat, despite the fact that even meat people have moments where they feel like milk. Even though they're not milk, they feel like, you know what I'm saying? And people who try their best to become um, meat. You can be a meat person, whether you're faith-based or secular. Meat, not in the physical food. I'm talking about meat as in maturity. You're maturing yourself. You're completing yourself. You're being holistic. That's what I mean. Some people consider humanism to be a religion while others do not. I personally don't consider humanism to be a religion. Generally, the term humanism when used today without qualifier references a non-religious life stance that is a set of values, not how those values are expressed or practiced. Yes, I think that um, humanism does um, have, in my view, a non-religious life stance. But I express and practice these values with gracious, dignified, civilian integrity. Some distinguish between secular humanism and religious humanism. Even though I, I respect religious humanism, I subscribe to secular humanism. Religious humanists might express their humanism in ways more common to traditionally religious individuals. For example, meeting together to discuss values and celebrate uh, certain ceremonies. Some like to maintain a connection to the cultural elements of a religious tradition they have experienced and may continue to participate in religious culture while maintaining strictly humanist beliefs and values. Religious humanists are still humanists. They are atheists or agnostics, skeptics, etc. They are secularists. And and they reject the supernatural. There's a difference between secular and religious humanists. It is in how they express and practice their humanist life stance, but the life stance is the same in both cases. Well, what I like about religious humanism is that they do cater to human needs and human concerns. Um... I'm a loved-based religious skeptic, and um, I'm a secularist. Humanists seek inspiration from many sources. The boundless beauty of the cosmos filled humanist scientist Carl Sagan with reverential awe. 
philosopher Bertrand Russell found the rigors of geometry dazzling his first love. Ernestine Rose, a social reformer and activist, found her work to promote women's suffrage and abolition to be deeply satisfying. Margaret Sanger sought to change attitudes regarding reproductive rights, founding Planned Parenthood, and Gene Roddenberry, creator of Star Trek, expressed his humanism with a hopeful vision of human life among the stars. Wherever human beings reach out to better understand the universe and our role within it, wherever human concerns are placed above the will of a god or the needs of a tradition, wherever people believe that a better world is possible in this life, humanism lives. And I agree with all those things. I love all those things. Um, I'm not a religious bigot. I despise religious persecution and believers. Theist are always welcome to be a part of my life professionally and personally. When I say welcome, I mean welcome with gladness and gratitude. That's what I personally feel, and as well as professionally. Okay, so... I will have to make this a series. That's okay. I'm not rushing at all. I got plenty of time. So let's get to this. The faith of a humanist. The faith of Unitarian humanists. Okay, this is UUA.org, a pamphlet by Sarah Olberg. I was first introduced to humanism in kindergarten. Our Sunday school class had just sung Jesus Loves Me when our kindly Unitarian Unitarian minister came in and told us how lovely our singing was. Then he asked me what the song meant to us, and he told us that it was a song about love, not the same kind of love that our parents gave us, but a wonderful kind of love for everyone that a man named Jesus, now dead, tried to teach when he was alive. He told us that the Bible is a book that tells stories about some of the ways Jesus showed his love for people, and there are also many other books that teach us about love. He said, we do not belong to Jesus, maybe to our parents, but our bodies and our ideas cannot be owned by anyone except ourselves. And he said that we should never think of ourselves as weak, for if we try, we can do and be almost anything we want. We do not need to have someone like Jesus look after us. We can take responsibility for our own lives and accomplish marvelous things. This is such a sensible and simple philosophy that I remember it still, and I followed it since. In that brief conversation with a group of children, the minister managed to cover the basic tenets of humanism. Showing love to all humans is a worthy goal. Immortality is found in the examples we set and the work we do. We gain insight from many sources and all cultures, and there are many religious books and teachings that can instruct us about how to live. We have the power within ourselves to realize the best we are capable of as human beings. We are responsible for what we do and become. Our lives are in our own hands. However, I did not learn everything I needed to know about humanism while in kindergarten. Through my years of religious education in various Unitarian churches, I felt the affirming love of religion that had a deep concern for the worth and dignity of all people, including me. 
I learned to affirm and celebrate life in this world and to work for the betterment of the world and its people. I was nurtured by the feeling that I had the potential and the freedom to experience all kinds of things, to enjoy life and liberty, and to explore many different ideas. I was encouraged to use my mind to question even the seemingly obvious and to trust in my own experiences and perceptions. As I became more involved in the world, I came to value many expressions of the human spirit and the power of human imagination. I appreciate art, music, poetry, drama, and literature. I came to realize that creativity is best nurtured in a climate of freedom where innovation is esteemed. I am glad to have a religion that encourages me to explore and express my aesthetic and sensual side and to open my heart and mind to the fullness of life and all its aspects. During the years of my formal education, I particularly valued that humanism honors reason and encourages integrity. I like that it invited me to think for myself, to explore, challenge, and doubt, to approach the important questions of life with an openness to new ideas and different perspectives, and then to test these ideas against reality, filter new knowledge through my own active mind, and believe according to the evidence. Humanism provided me with the tools I would use to pursue the free and responsible search for truth and meaning. It invited me to ask about each idea. Is it reasonable and responsible to believe this? Does it make sense in terms of what is known about the world and the universe? This is not to suggest that we do not also learn and gain insights from intuition, hunches, flashes of inspiration, even emotion, or unexplainable experiences we do. But when making important decisions that will affect ourselves and others, it behooves us to test our perceptions against reality. This testing led me to realize that we are all connected to the world, the cosmos, and everything therein. I discovered that humanism teaches that our well-being and our very existence depend upon the web of life in ways we are only beginning to understand, that our place in nature has to be in harmony with it. Humanism leads me to find a sense of wider relatedness with all the world and its peoples, and it calls me to work for a sound environment and a humane civilization. Because everything is interconnected, I cannot be concerned with my own life and the future of humanity without also being concerned about the future of the planet. My humanist religion also prompts me to consider the moral principles by which I should live. Humanist ethics based on love and compassion for humankind and for nature place the responsibility on humanity for shaping the destiny and future direction of the world. I am called to find my better self and to try to become the best person I can be. Humanism also makes me aware of the existence of moral dilemmas and the need to be very careful and intentional in my moral decision making. For every decision and action has a consequence now and for the future. I am compelled by my own analysis of the world situation to become involved in service for the greater good of humanity, recognizing that things are changing so quickly that an open-ended approach to solving social problems is needed. As I grow older, I appreciate more and more the need for a spiritual life. I find my spirituality mostly in using my intelligence and creativity to try to build enduring peace and beauty in my life. My humanist belief helps me to see that to be honest with myself, to face life openly, and to be loyal to high ideals is to be spiritual. There's a unique spark of divinity in each of us by virtue of our human endowment. We need only try to find it. My search for that spark within me gives me constant challenge and consoling calm. 
far and left come to respect the important role humanist principles have played in history. From classical Greece through the Renaissance, the Enlightenment, and the modern age of science, there's been a grand door in humanism that has animated some of the most influential people and generated some of the most enduring ideals. I have been particularly inspired by the very humanist sentiments of the women ministers in Iowa at the end of the last century, and I am proud to play a small part in continuing their legacy. These are some of the things I have learned since kindergarten, some of the reasons I am proud and happy to be Unitarian Universalist humanist. It is a religious perspective for it is a religious perspective for those who are in love with life and one that I embrace joyously. I strongly agree with every word she said. Every word she said is true for my professional life, 100 percent and true for my personal life, 100 percent Oh, by the way, um, I am open to like to all religions, all faiths, and all spiritualities. Meaning, there's no hate, no and no malice on my part, and I'm open to Jesus and any Christ figure um, that has been proven to be Christ figure. I'm open to Christ figures that, you know, that there's evidence that they are who they say they are. So I'm open to all truths, all wisdoms, all clarities, all discernments. That's just how I roll. Let me see how much time I have. Okay. So... Okay, The Humanist to Me by Bruce Clear. I have come to discover that what most people know about humanism they learn from the lips of Jerry Falwell, Pat Robertson, and other, te- and other televangelists. It is a shame that this is so, but it, but it is. One key leader of the religious right, Tim LaHaye, wrote an immensely popular book years ago about humanism that has probably been read by more people in this country than the works of humanist writers Bertrand Russell and John Dewey put together. Let me share with you what lots of people know or think they know about humanism as explained by LaHaye in his popular book titled The Battle for the Mind. A few excerpts will do. So these are criticisms of humanism. Criticisms of humanism again. Humanism is not only the world's greatest evil, but until recently the most deceptive of all religious philosophies. They are committed to doing away with every vestige of the responsible moral behavior that distinguishes man from animals. Humanist politicians permitted Russia to conquer the satellite countries of Europe and turn them into socialist prisons. Humanist politicians prevented us from winning in Korea and Vietnam, and they voted to give away the Pamna Canal. By the way, they said, man, this is before gender and sexuality inclusive language was something to be highly respected everywhere at all times. So I'm sorry about that. That was wrong on their part. Dead wrong on their part. No humanist is qualified to hold any governmental office in America, United States Senator, Congressman, Congresswoman, Congress people, plus people, cabinet member, State Department employee, or any other position that requires them to think in the best interest of America. I didn't say him. I said them. They wrote him. I said them. Humanists work 
entirely to keep parents from injecting any moral ideals into their children. Believe it or not, their goal is a worldwide generation of young people with a completely immoral or animal mentality. These are all complete bullshit. I just have to say these are all shitty and fucked up ways of thinking. These are all bullshit, shitty, and fucked up. The incidence of rape has doubled in the last decade. Now, I am sensitized to those who have survived rape and victimized by rape, even those who even died from it because I'm a rape victim and a survivor of it. Incredible. So I am, I hate rape culture. I despise rape culture. I deplore rape culture. I detest rape culture. An incredible increase in promiscuity. Now, first of all, I am in favor of promiscuity. As long as you have consent, equality, respect, trust, and safety, and you're a sensitive lover, and you value wrapping up, birth control, and STD, um, health is good, then I'm all for it. (laughs) Premarital sex, I am pro-premarital sex. As long as there's consent, equality, respect, trust, safety, and you believe in wrapping up, and birth control, and STD health, good, you know, basically you're free of high chances of a contagious illness, I'm all for it. Uh, trial marriages, ooh. ST, okay, STDs are always bad, but we shouldn't stigmatize people who have them. And you can have STDs and have a healthy life um, sexually. And, so, and, and, and many people have that. And they can still eat well and take proper medications and go and live healthy lives and healthy relationships, healthy sex, healthy everything about their lives. Abortions. Now, I am pro-choice. I support abortion rights. I am for reproductive rights. I'm a member of the pro-choice movement. That's me. And so forth has soiled our social fabric. Now, trial, trial marriages. Okay, let me not be a stupid American and go learn what that means. Because um, the more I read, the more I educate myself. Um, as long as it works, as long as a, a, a trial marriage is when you have people who are already very well compatible, as long as that happens, I'm for it. Now, if these are people who are incompatible, I'm not for it. I'm only for trial marriages of people who are truly compatible for each other. They get along correctly and because of you know their personalities blending well and they think the same and they treat each other well. I don't see trial marriage as a problem. Again, just be grown-ups when you have trial marriages and I'm cool. Um... And so forth, the sort of social fabric, these are more expressions of immorality, 
of amorality can be laid right at the door of the atheistic and moral humanism that permeates our country. That is all bullshit. First, you're going to stigmatize rape victims like me by accusing us of sexual recklessness. That is a damn shame. And that is no damn good of those bigoted terroristic motherfuckers to even put that shit in fucking writing. There's shit piles for doing that shit. The book continues in this vein on and on with invective against humanism. Since I think you probably get the idea mercifully, I'll end the quotes here. Those are, all those quotes are pieces of shit, by the way. I had thought before reading that book that humanism was a small, esoteric group of deep thinkers with high ideals, but certainly not very powerful. Apparently, humanists have been busier than I had imagined. Now I discovered from Mr. Lehay that they have been busy spreading STDs and abortions, and to add insult to injury, they gave away the Pamina Canal. Aren't you glad that my sarcasm is so easy to point out how I truly feel about those statements? Moving right along. I have been associated with humanist groups since I was in college. For most of that time, it has been my experience that humanists have been frantically and for the most part unsuccessfully trying to get their message out to the public at large. What they couldn't achieve, the religious fundamentalists did. Today, humanism has name recognition far beyond the wildest dreams of humanists in past generations. They have achieved the status of a household world. The name is heard on the evening news and mentioned from some pulpits about as often as the Bible and is standard fare for letters to the editor. None of this, of course, was their doing. No amount of money could have purchased the widespread publicity, however inaccurate, that they received, and they owe it all to the religious right. For the record, humanism is not just the whipping boy of the religious right wing in this country. So it's not simply created for the benefit of televangelist fundraisers to help put the fear of God into their potential contributors. No humanism is an no humanism is an ancient tradition. Is an no humanism is an ancient tradition tracing back over the centuries to the early Greek thinkers. Those Greek thinkers, people like Socrates and Aristotle, identified human reason as far more powerful and effective than superstition and urged civilization away from reliance on magical and supernatural understandings of life. Now, teach their own. If that's the route you take, magical and supernatural understandings of life, teach their own. All right. In 1933, Harvard church historian J.A.C.F. Iowa offered the following definition of humanism in his book, Humanism States Its Case. Humanism is a system of thought which assigns predominant interest to human affairs as compared with the supernatural or the abstract in which believes that human beings are capable of controlling those affairs. Like most of us, I first encountered the word humanism in studying the Renaissance period of history when the great writers, artists, and scientists of our civilization turned their attention away from the heavens and discovered human beings in a new light, the scientific explorations of the Enlightenment added to the mind, 
added to the momentum of humanism by offering the scientific method as a new standard for evaluating truth, as a new measure for testing human knowledge. My own understanding of contemporary humanism came in high school by reading the writings of Bertrand Russell. This exceptional thinker represents, I think, much, much of the best of the humanist tradition, a thirst for knowledge, a commitment to justice, and an unswerving optimism about the progress of humanity. Wow. The best of the humanist tradition that they just wrote? I mean, Bruce Clare wrote? Describe me. I'm a person of a thirst for knowledge. I have a commitment to justice and I have an unswerving optimism and I have an unswerving optimism about the progress of humanity. That's all me. His one page summary of his life, which introduced a 700 page autobiography, captures for me the spirit of humanism as it can be lived in real life. For those who think humanism has to be painless, I recommend the opening sentence. Three passions, simple but overwhelmingly strong, have governed my life. The longing for love, the search for knowledge, and an unbearable pity for the suffering of humanity. As a teenager, when I encountered the humanist philosophy exhibited through the writings of Russell and later John Dewey, this fresh approach appealed to me deeply. Some might say that I was corrupted through my reading of humanist writings in general, and Bertrand Russell in particular. It feels far closer to the truth of me to say that I was quote-unquote liberated by them. Humanism is not a particularly complicated idea. It is not a set of beliefs so much as it is a set of commitments. It means holding concern for this worldly matters rather than otherworldly matters and being committed to that which improves the human condition in this world. Today, I find my link to the humanist view reinforced most strongly whenever I am asked to lead a memorial service for someone who has died. It's at these times that I understand most clearly that the life we live here and now is what counts most profoundly and that our speculations about other world issues have little more significance than that speculations. Let me offer one more description of the humanist view. One of the better summaries I found is in an unsigned pamphlet that was used by the Humanist Association I belonged to for many years in Portland, Oregon, and said this, humanism is non-dogmatic and open-ended. It is the belief that human beings are the source of meaning and values. It is a scientific search, self-correcting and open to change with new knowledge and new insights. Humanism is deeply concerned with ethics and values. But rather than telling people what they should or should not do, it assists their search for values and attempts to help them achieve their full positive potential as human beings. Humanists see humanity as having the capacity for continued growth and development, and they accept responsibility for encouraging that growth. On the surface, this sounds suspiciously like Unitarianism, doesn't it? does it not? Well, it should because Unitarians and humanists do, of course, have a great deal in common. It is not just a surface similarity. As a matter of fact, humanism as an organized movement in the United States began within Unitarian churches. In the opening years of this century, John Dietrich, a Unitarian minister in Spokane, Washington, later in, 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 later in Minneapolis, Minnesota, was preaching a non-theistic religion he called humanism in Demons. Iowa, a Unitarian minister called Curtis Reese was preaching a non-theistic religion he called the religion of democracy. When these two met at a when these two met at a conference in 1917, they discovered the they discovered the similarities of their messages, and Reese equally adopted Dietrich's label humanism. Throughout the 1920s, the humanist view attracted many followers in the in the denomination. 
Eventually, the Humanist Fellowship was formed largely by Unitarians at the University of Chicago. This group later reorganized as the American Humanist Association. In 1933, a statement outlining the philosophy of humanism was published under the title, A Humanist Manifesto. Of the 84 people who originally signed the document, over half were Unitarian ministers. The most famous signatory, though, was John Dewey, the philosopher who was then at Chicago, later at Columbia University. Considering my own views, I must also consider the relationship of humanism and Unitarianism. I am a humanist and I am a Unitarian Universalist. I have been a humanist longer than I have been a Unitarian Universalist. Like many others, when I discovered the Unitarian Church, I found that my humanist thinking was not only compatible here, it was welcome. This was a delightful surprise to me as it has been for many, many others. Is there a difference then between Unitarianism and Humanism? Humanism as a movement I have tried to show is deeply rooted in Unitarianism. It is also fair to say that Unitarianism as an organized movement is historically rooted in the long-standing humanist traditions of the Enlightenment. As compatible and related as they are though, I believe there are subtle differences in the emphasis that ought to be recognized. One of the best statements of Unitarianism that I've seen that gets at the differences between Unitarianism and Humanism is an article by Marvin Shaw, a Unitarian, who is a professor of religious studies at Montana State University. The reason this is such an excellent statement is, of course, because Shaw, because Shaw agrees with me. Marvin Shaw agrees with me. He is saying something that I've been saying over and over for years until now I'm almost sick of saying it. Unitarianism is not about beliefs, it's about values. So if you want to know about Unitarianism, if you want to know what it is about, don't ask the question what the Unitarians believe. That is not the proper question. Here's what Shaw says. See how much time. Ooh. I... The basis of unity in Unitarian Universalist churches and fellowship is not shared beliefs, but a common quest and the affirmation of the values necessary to its furtherance. Our, religious, our liberal religious societies are not based on agreement as to belief, but on agreement as to method. We agree in affirming the value of a free and wide-ranging inquiry in religious belief. We vow to establish an atmosphere in which the religious quest is nurtured and encouraged. This is about a good as summary of the. This is about as good a summary of the Unitarian approach as I have seen. It is more important that we value freedom and respect for one another than it is that we value truth or our own version of the truth. The attitude or orientation that Unitarians share has its roots in the humanist tradition. Humanism, as it has taught anything, has taught the value of free inquiry, free thought, and freedom of belief. But I see a subtle difference in emphasis on this between the Unitarian approach and the humanist approach. It is common for Unitarians to summarize their values into three words, freedom, reason, and tolerance. These are all words inherited from the humanist tradition, freedom, reason, and tolerance. The subtle difference in this emphasis I see, though it is that in Unitarianism, the value of freedom takes precedence, and in humanism, the value of freedom, the value of reason takes precedence. This does not mean that all that Unitarians reject reason or that humanists reject freedom. Rather, as I say, it is merely and subtly a differences of emphasis. Both approaches are highly compatible. As a result, my experience of humanism as it has evolved in the United States is that it is less inclined than Unitarianism to incorporate a wide diversity of beliefs within its boundaries. In my experience of Unitarianism as it has evolved, 
is that it is less inclined than humanism to require rational tests of acceptable beliefs within its boundaries. The risk involved for Unitarianism is that it seeks that it seems to attract some flaky ideas in people. The risk involved for humanism is that it inhibits creative and imaginative ideas in people because they haven't passed litmus tests of rationalism. Um, let me give you an example. I would like to introduce you to three Unitarian friends of mine. I will call them Tom, Dick, and Harry. Tom, Dick, and Harry represent somewhat extreme examples, but they do, I think, illustrate the point. I think of Tom as kind of strange. I'm sure he thinks of me the same way. His ideas take him further afield of reality than I would ever dream of going. He loves to play with exotic fortune-telling gizmos like the I Ching in ruins. These in ruins? Runs? Ruins? These are not just games to him, but they are life-enriching activities. He doesn't really think they foretell the future or give sage advice, but he does find them intriguing enough to use in better understanding his life. Tom has been, quote-unquote, into just about every psychological fashion that comes along. He ta he's taken his turn at pyramids and crystals. He's, he knows about auras and daemons, daemons, demons, and of course, he's a strict vegetarian. Tom will share his explorations with me if I ask, but he doesn't insist that I try them too. Tom is also into Eastern religions, and if you visit his house, you'll find a little Buddha stick on top of a bookshelf. Tom spends a lot of time meditating in front of that Buddha. Now, let me tell you... Now, let me tell you about Dick. Dick is a Unitarian Christian. Dick is, of course, a liberal Christian. He is a liberal Christian. He does not believe that Jesus was God or anything like that. He does not believe in such notions as the resurrection, but he does believe and he will tell you about if he, he will tell you about it if you ask. That Jesus' teachings about how to live, about loving your neighbor, about serving the least of these, these teachings are the wisest, these teachings are the wisest teachings of any religion. In this sense, Dick is a follower of Jesus, a Christian. He looked to the teachings of Jesus as his ethical guide and the model of Jesus' life as his spiritual guide. He does not believe the Bible to be literally true to him. It is a historical document like any other, but he does find in the Bible inspiration and insight into life's tough questions. Dick is a member of the UU Christian Fellowship, an organization of Christian Unitarians that promotes Bible study and other Christian activities. When the UU Christians gather together, they share in a Christian communion service. And then, of course, there's Harry. Harry subscribes to what he calls echo spirituality. While I'm in the mood to kid Harry, I call him a tree hugger. Harry looks to nature for the source of his spiritual sustenance. One of the definitions of humanism that I read earlier said, that it is the belief that human beings are the source of meaning and values. Harry would say that it's too limited. He does not distinguish humanity as separate from nature, so he would say that nature itself is the source of meaning and values. Harry is a pantheist. He does not believe in a God separate from the world, but believes that God permeates the world and all of nature. All of existence is sacred and worthy of respect and reverence. A tree, a flower, a chipmunk are all expressions of the divine. And so says Harry. Um... Okay, I'm going to stop there because I do, don't like rushing anything. I personally hate that. Um, when I said a secular Jesus flower, it means that um, I looked, this is me talking. I look to the teachings of Jesus as my ethical guide and I model Jesus' life because he's my spiritual guide. Um... Is the Bible literally true? I'm skeptical about that. 
it is a historical document like any other though I do find I do find some brilliant insights and some brilliant inspiration to life's tough questions within the Bible and all other religious traditions um, I, I practice echo spirituality um, I'm not sure how many gods or God there is, so I'm not a pantheist nor a monotheist. You know, I don't know. I'm agnostic theist, though, meaning that I hope there, I think there's at least one um, divine magnetism in the world. How many of it? I don't know. How many craters in the world? I don't know. I think there's at least one. But um, I think that nature and human beings are the source of meaning and values. Put well put together, I don't like to separate the two. Um, but I'm an echo spiritualist too. I believe in echo spirituality myself. Um, wait. So I will just stop right there and say that I have one more episode and that'll be the end of my um, episodes on religion, views on religion for a while. So when I do religion episodes in the future, you know exactly how I think and I don't have to talk between any more as much as I was doing so I just want to say thank you for hearing me